meditation. No, this is my good. All right, maybe. I said I wasn't going to move the mic, but what's wrong? I know I didn't do anything with my beard. Doesn't my beard look good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks good, but usually you like pimp yourself a little bit. I don't bit. need to pimp myself, love. Okay. This, this, this is me. This is, this is what you get with me. What would you say about my hat? I thought maybe you should put it on a less smelly one. I, I think it smells of <laughs> essence of... <laughs> so does Skoda. Of man. <laughs> All right, let's start this thing off. Salute. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Got confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My days of the week, I do get confused every now and then. Salute, love. Cheers. Mm. All right, this is... I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because this is something that I tried to do. Actually... Maybe the last two New Year's, that was going to be my resolution that the Pit Boss podcast was going to be something that I did regularly, and uh, there was some, some consistency, and I just never, I was never able to pull it off. What Quite, changed? Uh, you? <laughs> yeah. Come on, no, it's you. You. Okay. Well, first off, I've been wanting to do this, but secondly, I think I'm getting ahead of myself already. Yeah. This is the <laughs> revamped revamped pit boss podcast what do you call it uh, oh gosh I, I i would call it the new you were the, saying the relaunched well yeah relaunched yeah. we had done this gosh 10 years ago we tried it that with the blog talk radio back mm-hmm. in the day i was looking at that the other day i really wish that i would have saved some of those because i had some really good interviews at least there's some people on there that, that are not with us today that i'd really like to have that back and i don't but anyway i'm calling it the revamped pit boss podcast this is going to happen every Monday. It's going to be released. Uh, YouTube and any other place that you can get a podcast. They even got us on Amazon. That's pretty so was, cool. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. So, um, to run, th- I am. I do have a few notes. I don't know where I want to start because I'm 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 a little scattered. Um, I think I just want to go down a tangent. Well, how about this? I want to go down a road that I'm going to go off on a tangent some which, some which way because i got a lot of things I want to talk about. But first and foremost, I need to acknowledge and thank and thank our title, official title sponsor, Molly's Place Sporting Goods, easily found on Route 213, Kennedyville, Maryland. <laughs> when I do the radio commercial, I don't stutter like that. Let me try it. Again, easily found on Route 213 in Kennedyville, Maryland. That's better, right? Yes. Or online at mymollies.com. M-Y-M-O-L-L-Y-S.com. Yes, I just got done doing some... Have you been thinking about that? Well, fuel your adventure at Molly's with these Father's Day sale savings. Well, check it out. Take 20% off all men's clothing and footwear from brands like Huck, Grundens, Under Armour, Hey Dude, Extra Tough, Sanook, Olukai, and more. Does dad need a new grill? Well, take advantage of this savings. All Traeger grills are 20% off. That's right. Take 20% off. You know dad deserves it. So make Father's Day special and get to Molly's today easily found on Route 213 or online at mymollies.com M-Y-M-O-L-L-Y-S.com And again, come on, your dad deserves it. You know Father's Day will be here before you know it, so take advantage of Molly's Father's Day sale. So fuel your adventure at Molly's in Kennedyville, Maryland. Radio commercials uh, for Molly's. They do WXCY in uh, Happy Grace, Maryland. I should know the, the Dover, Delaware station, and I don't, but I know we get, we're get we on Dover, and as well as iHeartRadio. So, love. Read me back in. I want to thank our title sponsor, Molly's Place Sporting Goods. We're just going to refer to them as Molly's. We've had a really great relationship with Molly's over the years. Uh, Chicky, Nick, Sajawani, um, just everybody. We, we appreciate Molly's. and um, people. At the very least, anyone that is listening, please remember the name Molly's. Happens to be my daughter's name, but <laughs> Molly's, M-O-L-L-Y-S, um, Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Again, easily found on Route 213 in Kennedyville on Maryland's famed Eastern Shore. They do ship everywhere, too. So, uh, But no, I'm getting off on my little radio uh, tangent that I do for them. But Father's Day is coming up. 
obviously we just did a uh, Father's Day uh, commercial as well as their archery weekends. And on this Sunday, we're going to run up and do the try to record the first uh, fishing seminar, mm-hmm. Snakeheads, right? I, I hope that I can focus on uh, helping video the event and not <laughs> listen to the speaker because that does interest me. Look, we have not here. I'm going to go off. We have not fished in forever. Do you know the last time we no. fished? I hate to think. October 2021. 20, no. PEI Canada. That was the last fish we caught. The, the tuna. The giant bluefin wow. tuna. That's Seriously, crazy. think about it. Yeah, you're right. It is. Sponsor. I can't, I don't want to like rank them because not to be fair. I was thinking about going down. Should I go alphabetically? We can do that and then mix it up. Yeah, mix it up afterwards. Uh, Very good friends at Crabs to Go, Mm. right on Route 50 and Routes 589, a local favorite of ours. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Unfortunately, they because of COVID, they don't ship. But they shipped. I used to ship oyster to my father. You did? Yeah, the Mojo Oyster. uh, But, yeah. Mark, John, Dan at Crabs to Go, guys, thank you very much. It's it's our favorite place to go. And Mm -hmm. we've been trying to eat better. And you've Mm -hmm. done a much better job, love, at losing weight than I have. Uh, you were down what seventy three pounds at your peak? At my peak, yeah. yep. I was down fifty two. A little challenging in the routine change, it but is. Yep. But we miss our breakfast of champions. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> On Sunday mornings, John would have to heat the fryer up for us because mm-hmm. we'd be there right as they open at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. to get our pint of single fried oyster mm. with their tartar sauce and their all, marinara, oh. all homemade. Yep. Oh my gosh. Awesomeness and awesomeness. All right, so alphabetically, you know, just like my math, my... <laughs> I was worried about <laughs> But I'm going to go with Dirty Duck Coffee next. Yeah, there you go. That's some good wake up. Yeah, Buck and Jay, Dirty Duck guys, thank you very much. We appreciate that. We love Dirty Duck Coffee. We do. We drank some this morning right here. Yep, every morning, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, with espresso is probably oh, okay, favorite. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, oh, really uh, enjoying that. Yeah. I like the snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle, you do like it. I gotta say, I, I kind of like, I like that too. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It doesn't really remind me of Prissus necessarily, but it's the cinnamon teal. Cinnamon teal mm-hmm. is the snickerdoodle. Um, there, we. I thought you were gonna say something. Nope. Okay, good because I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but something's happening there. Yeah. I don't want to jinx this, but like, I mean, it's yeah, kind it's of excited. Like about at it. least ninety percent gonna happen, right? From I mean, what I understand, well, you know, I've seen some, I've seen some mock-ups of things, but mm-hmm. I have not physically held anything in my hand, mm-hmm. so and or tasted it. I'll put this out there: the little teaser is we have tasted and tried to come up with a blend, a grind that we like best, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll leave that. I, I'm going to end that. So next up, I'm going to have to go. It's two ducks. Duck by yeah. Sorry, should, should I edit that out? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my goodness. Duck Blind Bistro. Mm. Duck Blind Bistro. John Paul and Jay down in Alabama have an unique I can't say it's awesome because truly we haven't tried it yet because I duck season's not here. I, I'm not into world's largest duck boat. Steve Hoover thinking of you we are. Um not in the world's largest duck boat and or we don't have the fire fire pit set up, yeah. but basically it is a duck blind oven, mm-hmm. and that is uh, uh, it's a, a very new unique product and something that I think definitely I'm going to use for my sea duck season. Try to use it daily mm-hmm. uh, with with uh, all that we do in the boat, and um, just want to thank John and Jay guys. Thank you very much, John Paul and Jay. Excuse me. And lastly, but not least, Steve Hoover, just because of the way the alphabet works, it's duck water boats. So mm-hmm. in the world's largest duck boat, Steve Hoover, thinking of you, we always like to say that. Um, and I've known Steve since, I'd have to say, 2000, 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. So, um, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, we will attempt to do our best to get all, all these fellas Really, no. there's no ladies in there, so I can't say any ladies. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, we can get Sarah on. Mm -hmm. But yes, I really want to get everybody involved. And my podcast, the thing I struggled the the worst with, or the most with, struggled the worst or the most, what's the worst? How do I say that? What's the end of that sentence? Yeah, I don't... Well, what I struggled with, the the greatest is getting a guest. And I did that with with Blog Talk Radio. I pretty much always had a guest. But the... 
the podcast. And I, and I guess because I started them in January where duck season's in full swing, I guess it just was easy not to really get into a, a good habit yeah. and or um, a good a good structure of doing a weekly podcast. Damien and David, the Punisher Waterfowl podcast, we kind of came up with a – it was actually during most of the last summer mm-hmm. um, we tried – doing the uh, recording of the P&P podcast, so the Punisher Pit Boss, Pit Boss, Punisher podcast. Um, and we kind of cycled through, like we kind of told our stories and we, we talked, and then we just kind of let it, that, that kind of died out too. Mm-hmm. So I guess the the moral in all this is we need to be, there's no moral. The, the key is, how about that? The key in all this is that make sure that we have entertaining guests and to do this regularly, which I said, these will be released every Monday. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If anyone has any suggestions or, you know, has anything that might be worthwhile um, contributing um, that might be of interest to our listeners, let us know. Love to hear from you. Sorry about that. I had to take a little sip. Hundred percent. I agree with that. <sighs> I have so much on my list. You do. But I don't know. So first, let's let's. I'll try to do this in somewhat of an order. Where are we at, and why are we sitting outside? We are sitting outside at PBHQ. We're sitting outside because we love outside. We do love outside. Yeah. What's the real reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's PBHQ? Look, some people may not know what that is. Well, it's got me in trouble. Okay. Got me in trouble with the county. Okay. I still may be in trouble with the county. I don't know. All right. Well. But I was saying this is Pitboss World Headquarters, BBHQ. Yeah, it was just a, a tagline, hashtag. It's just me being me. Yeah, Jeff yeah, being Jeff. Yeah. Um, Chris Wilhelm, Pole Building Outfitters, the first time he was at the county, <laughs> the zoning girl said, so this, and we hadn't even applied for the permit yet. This whole, this whole Pitboss World Headquarters, there are going to be like 20 vehicles there every day. And Chris just laughed it off, and he's like, it's Jeff's house. It's where he and his wife, Karen, are going to live. So, so that's Jeff being Jeff. That's what he does. Yeah, bigger than life. <laughs> so, yes, speaking of big, like occasionally when I drive up Peerless Road, and I do get a little bit embarrassed mm. that it's sizable. It is. 8,200 square feet, lots of storage in it. Lots of shop space in it. Yep. Have a nice big house for the boat to live in. 100%. That's how this really all started with the yeah. uh, home for, for the world's largest duck boat. Well, actually, really, even before that boat, since you've known me, since we've been together for coming up on 10 years, 2013, mm-hmm. um, I've always wanted a place, I think I've told you, that it would be cool to have a place to keep the duck boat, in, whatever duck boat I had at the time, to keep mm-hmm. it indoors. Right? Yes. Yep. And that's really what this what this, what this this is, what this is, is going to be and is. The it, it's, I mean I'm all over the place. It's it's a it's pole. It's a pole barn. Pole mm-hmm. po, excuse me. Post frame. I'm really struggling today. All right, I'll slow down. That's my biggest problem. Is I just I I try to do things too quickly. So I will try to attempt to slow down. It is a it's pole barn construction excuse me it's post frame construction or a pole barn or barn dominium please help me out love please what what construction is it oh what i just said i mean i just call it a pole barn <laughs> it's a pole barn yeah barn yeah. barn dominium barn dominium yeah they're not very popular here on the east coast and we did run into some issues with that yeah yeah the county you know inspectors yada yada not sure what they're dealing with you know especially in a residential sense um but, yeah, here we are. Well, and the sad part is PBHQ sits on 3.5 acres in Worcester County, Maryland. And if we had, in its zone day one, if we had five acres, we could have just built a barn. There was nothing on the property. The old house was burnt down, tore down. So it was empty when we, when we purchased the land. And if it was, and it is zoned agricultural. And if it was more than five acres, we could have just put a barn up and it wouldn't have mattered. So that's really kind of the, I guess, the, the, in between is the county's requirements and or our requirements, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Why are we outside? Because the inside's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> the inside is not finished. That's what I was supposed to say. <laughs> That's what you were supposed to say, because the, the, inside, the inside is not it's finished. It's not finished, but it's a little echoey, too. 
It is. It's, it's very equity. Ten foot like, ceilings. It kind of bounces. Yeah. So out the shop is eight to eighteen foot ceilings. Living space is ten foot ceilings, and most of the storage areas are nine foot ceilings. So it's, mm-hmm. it is, and there's nothing in it. So it's kind of yeah. well, can't say there's nothing in it, but it's very still very echoey. Yeah. Um, so yes, PBHQ, but it is a Thursday, at what time is it? Early mid afternoon. I'll call it mid afternoon. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you at work? I have decided to work with my husband. How about awesomeness, that? Awesomeness. I love it. I love it. I do. Um, yeah, you've made a big change in your life mm-hmm. that's going to be better for us. And it's going to, just like PBHQ is our future, you and I are our future, and we're going to step ahead and, and, and proceed in, in that way just to try to... I, I don't know that I'm going to add anything to you, but you will add a lot to me and make me more productive. Yeah. Yeah, make us more efficient. Just putting our energies in the same direction. Yeah. My my job was, you know, pretty demanding, lots of hours, um, you know, not just going into work, but even after work, um, you know, consumed consume my, my mind. So now I can consume my mind with things that are more important to me. 100%. 100%. Uh, Whaleyville what? <laughs> Whaleyville Wagon Tails. <laughs> Is Whaleyville Wagon Tails an official sponsor of the Pit Boss Podcast? Brought you, to you by Molly's? Yes. Yes? It's a special deal with you. Yeah, special deal. Yeah. I don't know how... Don't know. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we are setting the stage for the next 52 weeks. Again, each Monday starting today... Well, not today, but today when you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in, June 5th, uh, 52 weeks. We can throw an extra one in there. We will. Uh, we got a lot. I've got a, we, I, us. We got a lot still to do here at PBHQ. I've got a lot of decoys to carve. I got, you know, it's, it's June 5th. I've got July 1st. Is, is you've, you've, yep. t- Please, please, please. I've told you July 1st. You've really yep. got to kick my butt. It's on the calendar. 100. Thank you. I've, I've got a lot of decoys to carve. Uh people want decoys as well as i need you know my decoys for my gunning so we've got a lot a lot of decoys to make that'll get us through the summer somewhere at our feet here there are three dogs i don't know where the littlest one is but why don't you why don't you introduce everyone if if everybody has not anybody follows along with social media and with me mm-hmm. has, has seen what we're gonna what you're gonna say but it's those that do not follow along with us at pit boss waterfowl on instagram facebook tiktok what else? What else, love? I, um, I don't do Snapchat. But. No, I do uh, I do Snapchat yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah, and YouTube. But anyway, mm-hmm. please, oh. I will, I will <laughs> believe me, I'm going to stop talking. Go ahead. Order of acquirement? How about that? Just to be fair? Do it. All right. Well, with us on this day, we have uh, Duke, which neither of us named. That's what he was named and came to us. He came into my job uh, working as a veterinary technician. I'm a licensed registered veterinary technician in Maryland. This fella came in as a two-year-old to be put to sleep because of his aggression issues. Um, Just didn't feel like the family was probably not a good fit for Duke. Kind of saw some potential in him. Called Jeff. Hey, this this dog is is a gorgeous looking dog, but... With no tail. With no tail, he's a bully box, boxer mix. He's a, um, he's a reverse. Bully. He's a bully straight up. Yeah, he kind of is. Um, but that's what the people believed that they purchased was a boxer. Actually, Brindle, he's beautiful. He is gorgeous. Um, if he had a set of balls, I would parade <laughs> him around proudly. He had them he for is quite a, a while. Yeah. He, Good. I'm sorry. He's a handsome dog. Um, but anyway, my the thought initial thought was we had we had. Four, five dogs at the time. All of uh, no, we had five because we had um, we had Booger, Bristol, Poacher. Um, Poacher was alive then. Yeah. And okay. Bo. That's right. He, Duke stayed out in the garage for a yes. while because we yeah, weren't sure how everyone's well, going to get along. Yeah, and Bristol wasn't doing well. She had no, she was, at the time. Yeah, um, so yeah. So anyway, brought Duke home. Thought was to maybe re- rehome him with someone. You know, we're all suckers, and he ends up. Attaching himself to your heart because he is a lovable dog. He had some issues. For those on YouTube, he's attached himself <laughs> to my hand, of, my right hand especially a few he, times. He was an issue. He actually bit a couple of neighbors, bit Jeff. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a little bit of um, 
And E. Collar <laughs> certainly assisted him um, in knowing what was right from wrong. Um, yeah. But anyway. A little electricity helps him. Yep. But, you know, to this day, he is a mooch. He has a bit of a record. Um, most recently, he added to that record. But he's a good dog. He's super protective, and we just have to know his limitations. Are you the most recent one? Are you referring to the homeowner's liability claim we had to put in? <laughs> yes. Took it. Took it. Well, and the young gentleman plumber did admit it was his fault. Yeah. Yeah. But Duke du- was in a fence yard. Yeah. Duke did a. Yeah, Duke was in Duke was in his element, and mm-hmm. some some nice flesh came into his zone. <laughs> yeah, he he was he, doing ahead, his thing. That's all right. He, I felt bad bad for him. I couldn't go mad at him because that's kind of it's, there is a nice aspect to having a dog that is protective, especially when Jeff goes away. So mm-hmm. that said, Duke, we love him to death. He causes us a lot of stress in our lives, but he's here to stay. Next. Next up, please. We have the beautiful Rye Dog, Pit Boss Salty Black Rye. She, oh, the, you're going to have to tell the story on that one, but uh, you know how we came to acquire Rye. Yes. So the story really goes, if you really want rewind back a little bit. So we have back in the day, and you knew all the dogs, Karen. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily know them in their in their prime at all, right? Um, and sadly, you put them all down, or I don't know, maybe happily too. It was, you know, I don't know. I got to meet them. You did get to meet them. You got to know them. No special dogs. Hundred percent. So we had Coot was the original female, black female. Then the next diamond was a a ret, kind of a rescue, truthfully, from Richard Barnes. She was three legged. She really was going to be. A pet for my mother. We, call, we refer to my mom as Gam. So if you hear I say Gam, it's not our Gam, not our Gam mother, not our grandmother. Uh, my, my mom, because all the grandkids refer to her as Gam, was going to be her pet. Uh, Richard was headed. It was in uh, late November, December. Uh, it was Richard's litter. He was headed to South Carolina dog train. Diamond walked around on three legs. Susquehanna, Black Diamond. Black Diamond is a, uh, I believe it is a Winchester eighty eight. A gun. That was her name. Is is from a gun. Okay. Uh, that's what diamond is. Black diamond. I, black know. diamond. Yep. And she's black, obviously. But anyway, Richard. Hey, you know, you know of anybody wants a gun dog? Going and on and on. And you know, he wanted to sell her. And I didn't know of anybody, especially a three-legged dog. And I was like, Hey, man, my mom would love to have a dog, have a pet. Like if it's not too close to you that she's here. He's like, You know what? He said, I'd love her. Love her, you. You know, to have her. So actually, Karen, I brought diamond to. Hickory vet that you managed at the time to get her basically just bathed because she'd been in a kennel. I wanted to get her cleaned up, get her all nice and, and shiny, and brought her home to Gam. Gam kept her, and I was hunt, I was guiding there, so right. So it was a little break between the way that my seasons were. Uh, Gam had her, you know, had her through my duck season, and miraculously, or fortunately, or whatever word you want to put to it, we had a thirty-two inch snow. Diamond three-legged could run fast, but she ran three-legged. She did not use her right rear leg. In that snowstorm, and I guess because of like having to bound, like because the snow was super deep and to catch up with Coot, I guess she started using her right leg again, rear leg. And as the snow melted, all of a sudden she's a four-legged dog. <laughs> and Alex Abraham trained with us, Scott Moody, and Richard. Like Richard, what'd you do to the dog? Because he had, had all kinds of tests. He had her X-ray. He wow. did a. He put a lot into her to see what what was wrong with her. Right? She was a very well-bred dog. Her father was Gates, high-tech CEO Gates, mm-hmm. who was a litter mate to Coot's father, Doctor Feelgood. So that's the other aspect of this. Coot and Diamond were uh, cousins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, cousins. Um, so uh, anyway, all of a sudden, she's four-legged. It's March, April. I went ahead and force-fetched her, and uh, all of a sudden, I got a nice gun dog again. Mm-hmm. So I ran, back in the day, ran Coot and Diamond at the same time. So Coot Diamond, then we picked up this little dog, Poacher, who's you know soaking wet. She should be 55 pounds or so. She was just a little... <laughs> she makes me laugh. She just was a little... You, you would say inbred. <laughs> we'll say... No, you say line breeding. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I'll say line breeding. You'll say she was inbred. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Frank McNeil... Excuse me, not Frank McNeil. Hank McNeil. I really do to slow down hank mcneil grab a bottle of tylenol flip it around and look at, on the back and it'll say mcneil pharmaceuticals uh hank mcneil poacher came i did i did do some training with her 
I hunted with her quite a bit, and I can remember vividly remember on the Chesapeake Bay, Pat Pitt. We were still in the TDB seventeen. I can't remember. Maybe it was the twenty-one. Anyway, regardless, we're we're doing seed. We're gunning sea ducks. The hunt's going on well, and like the about the last two or three birds, poacher would not go into the water, and I was like, "You're done." And I guess I was embarrassed at the time because you know she was. You were young and that kind of person. Well, yeah, but I mean, she's you know she's a trained retriever. She's retrieving, retrieving, and. Maybe like she was cold. Well, maybe she was. But anyway, she became my mother's pet, right? So the 55-pound poacher what blew up to about 85 pounds. Yes. A stealthy food stealer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a dog take a container of chicken salad and open it so quietly. Out, out, of, out of her bag as she came was, in. And like we, she I'll went, never forget that. my chicken salad? <laughs> <laughs> Behind the couch. 100%. Um and like in and uh, the mad crabber chris shamblin recently as we talked he reminded me about the day that old poacher dog came walking around pintail drive from the canal from the back and had a big old piece of monofilament hanging out of her mouth and yep. i immediately knew what i had done and i kind of freaked out we brought her over to you mm-hmm. at vca when you're you're vet tech in there and um yeah she swallowed a big old circle up so yep she survived the the, yeah. the surgery and yeah. lived lived really long and i will tell you this too anybody who has an older lab love which if they have availability to do it what should they do to them or i guess really older dog anyway <laughs> no, where do you want me to start what what, what did po- when you took poacher oh, to vca what did she love and enjoy Food. <laughs> okay, besides food, as a treatment, what did I mean? Oh gosh, she acupuncture. There you go. Thank acupuncture. You. Yes, she really responded so well to that. Tell everyone, what do you think about acupuncture for for dogs? Oh, I love it. I mean, I guess it's all the you know, the the tool, the hands that you know use the tools kind of thing. But uh, Dr. Lisa Reynolds over at VCA in Berlin here in. Um, in Worcester County, did a really nice job with her, and she she really, you know, did well with that. Hundred percent, especially you know losing twenty pounds certainly helped. <laughs> and you you given her medicine, yeah, that maybe wasn't being given to her. Yeah, no, she she was doing great. She was doing great. Poor she little was. poacher. She was a funny little thing. She was. I miss her. I miss them all, but I yeah. do miss her. And I can vividly remember. As she was older, and she would kind of stagger. We didn't. Yeah. You know, the, our yards. At, at uh, in Ocean Ponds are very small, and back in the day, I had five black labs there, never had any issue. But you know, more and more people, all of a sudden, everything kind of becomes tight, which is one reason why we're here. Yeah, yeah. In Whaleyville at PBHQ, hundred percent about the dogs. Yeah, oh, a, uh, we had to put an easy easy lift harness on her. I, I remember we did, yeah. but where I'm going to go with is what did we put on her on her collar at night? Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> flashing light. <laughs> Yeah, because she was just, you couldn't see her. She would just go do her poacher stuff. Yep, and she, but she, we put a blinking light on her, and that light would be blinking on her yep. collar. And there you she could, is. There, you could find her very easily. <laughs> I forgot so. about that. Yeah, no, I, love, yeah. I think about that. I truly do. Oh, my God, a little pink flashing light. Yep. yep. Okay, so I think actually Booker would have been, Booker was, was in, but really, he would have been, well, I guess we had poacher. He's still not. He's still number four. He would still be number four, right? Okay. In the timeline. Yeah, because you don't. You don't know, but I. Well, just the stories. I, I make yeah. sense to me. So the first time I bred Coot to um, drive, uh, Sally Grassi's from New Jersey's drive. Um, I was. I wanted a female. I wanted to be able to train not not a daughter, but a granddaughter of Coots. That's truly what I wanted, and that's why I bred bred her. Well, unfortunately, out of seven pups, she only had two females. Mm-hmm. And the one you guys did, the, you, you, you had puppy strangles. So you you did. Um, Hickory Hickory took yep. care of her, yeah, and went to a local local family, and they they spayed her, so that she was gone. Okay. And then Jenny kept the other female, so the females were kind of out of the loop. And I was not going to keep a male. I was not going to keep a male. I'll say it one more time. I was not going to keep a male. <laughs> and man, little old booger. He was always the one who just stayed with me. Like he attached himself to me when all the pups we took him outside. Like he just all he hung out with me. He was he was always first. He always stayed with me, and I was like, damn man, like I I, I got to keep him. 
So we kept Booger. Booger was a super nice dog. Super, it was very just, sweet. Just best personality. A good-looking male, American male. Looked very much like Drive, his, his dad. Had some coot, coot in him, but more looked like Drive. Mm. Um, had a big old set of balls, too, right? <laughs> yes, he did. And and he what, did not know how to use them. He didn't. But <laughs> the only reason I say he had a big old set of balls is every at Hickory or VCA, what did they say? This dog's still intact? You going to neuter him? Hell no. <laughs> no, he, he didn't know. He, I mean, he knew what he was, but he did not know what he was. Mm. He was very uncoordinated. <laughs> Matter of fact, Poacher humped him and growled. <laughs> Remember that? She did. Yeah, she, would, she would wrap she her front leg around growling. his back leg and she would hump him and growl when she was doing it. Booker <laughs> <laughs> would stand there. Right, he was like the, the only, the, the brother that grew up with five sisters kind of thing. He was. He was, he was the only, and he's the only male except for you know Bo and and duke he's the only male you know that i've been associated with mm-hmm. um so yes booger i will i will i'll swing back to booger mm-hmm. and then i bred in a in a good way because sometimes i can remember alex abraham just saying with with the mac man and i bred him again i bred mm-hmm. i did the, i sorry i repeated the breeding again right mm-hmm. um story for another time Bred Coot to drive again, and this time it was frozen. Drive had passed away, so I had frozen semen. Um, man, it took one to Dr. Silcox helped us. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, helped me. I was mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. Helped us, me and Coot. And, but I went to, she was actually uh, surgically implanted in, I think, Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know, I know there's a, a vet yeah. that does do AI, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know the name. Um, yeah, but it was surgically. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like not just Surgical like artificial insemination. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just poke a hole in the uterus and, and okay. You know, <laughs> Jeff doesn't like that. Well, no, I just meant it was like to me. AI is like a turkey baster. No artificial insemination. Yeah, that's a turkey baster. No, <laughs> I mean you could do it. You know, multiple ways. You know, vaginally, or you could do it. Did you just say know, vaginal. Yes, I did. Lee? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, with Coot, it was surgically because she had stitches. Yes. Okay. So, frozen, she had 10 pups. Uh, about uh, two weeks into it, uh, the smallest one of the litter, Hannah, Gam named her, Susquehanna. She, she, she did not make it, but everybody else did. We kept a – well, the, here's the story. There was a big female that looked nothing like the rest of them. She almost looked like a kitty cat. And my daughter, Molly, you know, is like, you know, she was much younger then, um, very much in the mix with, with all what was going on. I said, Molly, I was like, this dog doesn't do anything. It just lays there. Everybody else is active. <laughs> we didn't name her yet, but I said, this puppy. I was like, nobody's going to want this puppy because it doesn't do anything. So I said, like, I jokingly said, this, this is going to be your pup. Um, but anyway, basically, long and short of it is Bristol was a female version of Booger. All she lacked was testicles because she was... She was huge. The same size as mm-hmm. him. I mean, they they were they could have been twins, except his, you know, his head was definitely wider. Mm-hmm. But she was man, she was right. If anything, she stood a little bit taller I, than I he think did. she did. Yeah. yeah. But I always say, man, Bristol was a you know a female version of Booger, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. Yeah. So that's the five labs that we had. So I'm gonna go through how the, the order the order we put them down. I do I know what the order was. Diamond was first. Coot was second. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew the order. I will say Bristol was third. Mm-hmm. Sadly, she was the youngest yeah. at about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Coot lived long. She was she yes. was pushing fifteen years old. Yeah, she was. Um, next was Poacher, which was eleven years old. She she was up in age too. Okay, I thought she was maybe a little older. Older, maybe, maybe thirteen 12. then. Okay. okay. Regardless, she was yep. she was she was great. Still yep. got around really good, but just mm-hmm. was. Was was she was done? Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, man, I gotta say that is the, the the worst part of you know dog ownership is just having to put them down, especially like making that decision. And when we come to Booger, Booger is the last one, and like I just I don't know. You you've always told me, Karen, that like you got to be fair to the animal. What's yeah. your what's your feelings? Yeah, it's it's a fine line, but you know, truly the owner knows. I think, um, you know, when the right time is. Um, I think you know some owners really, you know, 
uh, just very challenged with making that final decision. Um, but, uh, you know, you just got to kind of weigh it all up. And I, quality of life is, is really, to me, what it comes down to. You know, if the, is the animal eating? Are they greeting you? Are they, you know, do they seem to, in, do they have anything that they in, do in the day that is in, enjoyable to them? Going for walks, playing with a ball or a toy or something. And and Booger was a tough one. Booger, that was really tough. Well, that's what I'm going to say is like, I don't want to like get a little choked up about it, mm-hmm. but truthfully, like hindsight, a couple of days earlier, I probably should have. Um, and it was, you know, Dr. Secord. Secord. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sorry. Dr. Rebecca Secord. Yeah, yeah, she she offered earlier to do it. And I, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just not. It was like poacher. I, t- I Like you had a schedule for poacher and I, mm-hmm. I took her to McDonald's and she mm-hmm. freaking ate chicken nuggets. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not taking her. Yeah, we're not, we're not exactly sure, you know, what what brought her de- demise around but it was probably some kind of nasty cancer um yep. yeah just kind of but, but i did wait her. a day or two with 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 uh, poacher yeah we hoped that she would snap out of yeah. it but with and some then, fluids and, then, and all and then just booger just stopped just stopped, stopped eating he had yeah. stomach cancer that that was his issue the yeah. stomach cancer is what he just could not eat and we were, we were down to feeding him shrimp. And, you know, we were happy. If he was going to eat shrimp for days on end, we would have fed him shrimp for days yeah. on end. But he he's even stopped eating that. He wouldn't eat anything. So, uh, Yeah, so Booger was the last. That would have been June when we put him down. And you said to me, do you want another lab? And I was like, yeah, you know, no. And you said, are you sure? I was like, well, you know, if we could find maybe – Something from out of Coot's bloodline. Again, back back to the original part of breeding Coot. I did want a, a granddaughter. Was my goal to train a granddaughter from her. I do have to rewind and say, if I could, from my ego's standpoint, uh, trained with help from people, but trained by myself. Coot was was running senior and master AKC senior and master hunter. And if she liked to honor, she would have been a master hunter before she was two years old. But at twenty six months old, she was a, a you know, master hunter. Had her. Uh, Qualified to go to the Master National that year. Had her qualified for the Master National the following year. Uh, and Coot was qualified all agent field trials. So she was a dog. And I, I just wanted I wanted a female, again, a granddaughter to, to train. Because just for the time, to the timeline of, you know, yeah, still, you know, Coot, Coot gunned every day. At the end, when they got older, I, I did, uh, you know, kind of alternate days. Depending on where we were going, what we were doing. But Coot and Diamond were, you know. Everybody was always with me, but who who came out of the truck to to actually retrieve? So you did say, you know, is it, it, are you sure? I said, well, if you could find something from from Coot, so you got on OFA, mm-hmm. you did find some dogs, but everybody was older, and I was like, no, nah, you know, we were fishing off offshore, inshore, offshore a little bit, and you know, we were always worried about getting back for the dogs, yeah. the timeline of the dogs. Like, nope, I'm good, I'm good. So July, August, September rolls around, mm-hmm. and I usually don't. Well, first off, I always talk on speaker with you, so you can mm-hmm. hear. So it, you know, I don't have to repeat. I have nothing to hide, and/or I don't have to explain what just took place. Yeah. So there was uh, a member sitting out back, sitting at these chairs and table at, at Pintail, and I remember not taking a phone call. It was like that's spam. And then the next one was like Huntsville, Alabama. I said this could be this could be legit. So answered it, Jeff. This is Josh Butler from Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> You don't know me, but we know each other kind of thing. And this is going to be really odd and weird, but I want to invite you to Texas to shoot Teal. I remember that. And he's like going on and on and on. And I'm like sitting there like, man, I, I got a lot of stuff to do. And you're like shaking your – you got the, you got your iPad out. And you're like looking for tickets. Flights. Yeah, yeah flights. And, and um, you know, and, and you're like shaking your head yes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And he's this is like on a Tuesday. He's like, well, here's the weird thing is you have to fly on Thursday <laughs> to, get, to get to get to El Campo, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. I, I In my mind, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, adventure. I love adventures. adventures. So you, we hung up, and you were instantly like, you got to do this. Anyway, I did go to Texas, yes. But I remember even the next day before I hit purchase, I got texted at work. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And you're like, yep, do it. Buy them. So I did. Anyway, long story short, went to Texas, El Campo. Uh, stayed at the hotel. The hotel. You have to look up the hotel. Took me a second. Providence, Texas. I was going to say it's not new. I was going to say new. Look up 
Google the Hotel Provident, Texas. That is where we stayed. It was a great, great time. At the time, they were lifetime decoys, not heyday. Um, Garrett Walker, quack rack. Um, it was just, it was just a great, a great time. Garrett Walker. Yes. Ladies. <laughs> you want to, you want to explain? Uh, no. Okay. That's enough said. Garrett, if you're listening, that's a compliment. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it, it, the hotel's the duck camp. There's where there's dogs running around camp. We're gunning over dogs. I was texting Karen. We talked while I was there. But as soon as I get back Sunday evening, or maybe early Monday morning, I can't remember which, mm-hmm. um, in Houston to fly out. I got on the phone and I said, Karen, I want a dog. And you're like, yep. okay, let's do this. So I'd been out of the game for quite a while. So I reached out to a very good friend of ours, Alex Abraham. And I was like, hey. Alex, not my world. You know, I'm just out of the out of touch. And Alex was still heavily running field trials, which you know he still does today. And I just said, hey, you know, do you know any dogs out there? So he, he gave me a fellow's name in Connecticut that, that bred to his dogs. And one thing led to another. Reached out to Lisa Pavone. She directed us to Mike Barraby in Maine. And that's kind of the story of how how we how we got rye so that that is a long story to how is rye in our life <laughs> pit boss salty black rye yes yep we went up there we were going to um heading up to pei prince edward island in canada uh to do uh, jeff was doing a um i was hosting yep drake's you. migration there nation yep so we were heading that way mike was kind of on the way it was. um bangor uh, kind of like north, was it? No. I thought it was southeast, but it's yeah, a, southeast. It's a, yeah, right. Yeah. No, southwest. 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 Yes. I'm sorry. West of yes. 95 and south. Yep. yep. And um, yeah, kind of on the way. So we were able to go there. We weren't. We did not know, um, you know, which pups were available. <laughs> it was, you know, they all had different collars. On colors on different colors 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 yep. yes and um cores ours love ours say that yeah, please no. Arr. Arr. <laughs> how many pups were there in that litter uh fem- a lot yeah i was gonna say I it was 10 but yeah. i think there was like seven females and i told okay. mike i really wanted to get a uh you know, high energy high energy yep. said they were all they all were high energy i was like okay well yep. i said then maybe like more someone that's a little you know alpha-esque yeah, yeah. yep so he you know from that picked out three i think initially but we kind of dwindled it down to two it was a green collar and a purple collar yes um jeff just happened to be wearing a purple shirt that day (laughs) but which collar did jeff like he it was a chunky thing it's it reminded me of bristol his coat was not very nice reminded me of bristol (laughs) i know so even to this day jeff says i I wonder wonder. how that green collar puppy is i wonder what i really wonder what she looks like so if anyone got (laughs) the green collared puppy from uh, what was it long pond mike barabee what uh her birth date is Uh, um this would have been august 25th of 20 19 yes 2019 august yeah 15, no 18 actually 18 18 yeah she's okay. five this year believe it or not but uh yeah the so. time the timing was great because um oh, my mind <laughs> i want i wanted to say names i can't remember the names this moment oh. arkansas cameramans david and daniel david daniel. and daniel sorry thank guys. you yeah, Maybe. Um, yep. Yeah. David and Daniel actually. That yeah. They well, at least David did rocked yes. up and um, was able to video some of us. Yep. Picking choosing the puppy. Yep. Picking them out. You know. And it was just happened to be right on the way to going to PEI. Yep. And uh, you know that that we spent the night in Bangor and then the next day mm-hmm. we're in PEI and, and that was just. Yeah. We had we had Duke and um, my little Shih Tzu Bo at the time, and um, yeah, we're super worried about Duke. Oh, there we go. Speaking yeah. of Duke. Speaking of Mister Protective. Um, yeah, super worried about how Duke would be with the puppy. Um, but yeah, maybe yeah, t- touched her over a bone, maybe a crawl yes. of a bone at Shaw's. But other than that, man, it was pretty. Yeah, he you, raised you know, her. He did. They bonded very well. Uh, and that was your because I want to talk about PEI later on here. But mm-hmm. that was your first time to PEI. It was my second trip up, but that was your first time. Yes. Yep. Yep. Just in love. In and, love. And after that, yeah. what has it turned into? The annual. Your vacation. Oh, well, our vacation, just great time with friends. It is 100%. Prince Edward Island, Canada. 
I've always said it's the furthest east that you can drive in Canada, but I think technically maybe like Cape Britain, Nova Scotia is probably maybe a tad bit further east. Yeah. Anyway, I still say it. it's furthest east you can drive. <laughs> um, so that is rye. That's how we got rye. That's how we got rye. And rye is a AKC titled. Oh, yes. a, a junior hunter. She there has you go. a junior hunter title. So Jeff introduced me, um, trained me along with Rye, um, uh, you know, to be able to run the tests. And um, yeah, my nerves, I tell you, I was a wreck on the third test, but we managed to fumble through it. And um, yeah, she definitely has um, the drive. She, uh, you know, wants to retrieve. She loves it. She, you know, if anything, she's on the other side of. Um, you know being able to you know behave i guess <laughs> she she, run, she runs better for you than me yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah we have a little connection going on um but she's my pretty girl and um, she's a pretty black dog she really is and hopefully we get to breed her in the next year we would have this well part of part of the story of the next dog that's here that's that kind of comes into play too where we did want to breed rye this year yeah. and just being at two addresses we're back and forth between two addresses. It just didn't seem to be the right thing. And or she came in heat a lot earlier than she did yeah. last year. So. Yep. Yep. So that story will continue. You, so now I have to – I always like to tell people, you know, you, you didn't want to run her the first time, so I ran her the first junior. The second junior was a double, so I ran her at the first one. You ran her the second one, did a great job. You, you, you titled her on the fourth one. So one, two, three, four, she's she's a junior hunter. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what can we run next week? Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't run anything. So much fun. Because the project, she was the project of basically, in my opinion, I don't mean to offend anybody, but my opinion is junior hunters basically is the dog force fetched. Because mm. if it's a lab, it can, if it's any type of retriever, I'm going to say lab, if it's any kind of retriever, it can retrieve. Will it deliver to hand? And that's mm-hmm. basically the AKC junior hunter requirement that is the toughest, I think, is in dogs the things that i've judged and watched people with dogs and watched young dogs is the whole force fetch thing and that's that to me is junior hunter is your dog is your dog force fetched mm. yeah yeah basically so we did that and then we had she's a little bit of an older junior hunter we had covid in there you know kind of mix yeah. things up that we we didn't and i started running you know doing black back to the pile with her to run a blind and but I never finished it, and then that's when you said, "Well, like, what can I do next?" And like, you know, she can't run a blind, so you can't do anything. So get it. on that, Jeffrey. <laughs> and I did, teacher. <laughs> and I did, and I did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 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 um, because of dog, the third dog that is here with us. Yes. So you know, not breeding rye. I we get these emails from what is it called? The retriever. Retriever news. Retriever news. So. It, it, looking at the emails, um, a litter popped up, and it happened to be from the Rise breeder, Mike Baruby. Uh, I'm going to correct you. Well, that's my side <laughs> of the story. Go ahead. No, the first part of the story is there was a pup from South Carolina whose father was Dr. F- um, Dr. Feelgood. Gates. Oh, right, right, right. Diamond's okay. father. And I'm yes. like, Karen. Like this is this is Gates this is a Gates puppy. Can yeah. I? And you're like, okay. There was one left in litter. I'm like, eh, that's like the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Why well, text? And she said the puppy's gone. Yeah. So now go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So you were on, like I was saying you were on Facebook. Yeah. Well, no, I got the email. Oh, you and did that's get what, it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you just no. said found on Facebook. No, I got the email and I looked at it. Fred and, West was here as you mm, text me this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mike Bruby. Um, but yes, it was on Facebook as well. Absolutely, um, you had a litter, and I was like, "Yeah, I just send it to Jeff." You know, okay. and you know what? I, and you know what? I opened it up as Fred's here. We're working on decoys. You know what I said? Karen knew enough <laughs> to look at the pedigree. Look, look at Doctor Field. Or I keep saying Doctor Field. Gates is in her in her in her, her pedigree, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Alex Abraham's name's in the pedigree. Yeah. New Cropper's name's in the pedigree. Old and, local people. Yeah, and the and the male is like Scrapper, like his the, on the male side, the sire's side of Scoter's. I said her name. <gasps> I'm sorry. Of the little black dogs, the pedigree is like it is stacked. And not not that the female side isn't nice, but the male the sire side, I should say the bitch the bitch side the sire side is is very nice and as well as the bitch side. But go ahead. So yeah, I mean, really, you take it from here because I sent it to you. Uh, not 
I'm not trying to tell Jeff, you know, let's get another Karen, dog. Can I, Karen, can I please get a puppy? Yeah, no, it was not that, but, you know. No, I'm saying, Karen, can I please get this puppy? Well, yes, because of the heritage, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. the bloodline. Yep. So, yeah, me, when am I ever going to say no to another dog? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen. Wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. Time out. Oh, I thought it was going to be green. Oh, Fred. I thought it was going to be green. Fred West. Uh-oh. It's a big old Ford. An eight-wheeler. Oh, Duke's chasing him. Duke loves tires. <laughs> Look at yep. Duke. Duke is being... Yeah, Duke chasing cars down the fence line cost us, I don't know, what, four or five hundred dollars? Yeah, he yeah. ran into the fence and hurt his eyeball. The first time he didn't realize the fence was there and yeah. whacked it. Yep. So I said, Karen, can we get this dog? And you said yes. Oh, Hundred percent. That's a given, right? <laughs> so I text Mike. We start texting back and forth, back and forth. And I, the way it was written, there was one female left. Yes. I was like, "Is the like you just said is the bottom, bottom of, of the, the barrel, litter, right? <laughs> yeah. The bottom of the barrel. I said bottom litter, but you're correct. The bottom of the barrel. And he's like, "No, nah, man, it's like just spots. Like he's like, what kind of a dog do you want?' I was like, "High energy. I want a high energy dog." He's like, well, "Again, they're all Dominant high energy. High dogs. energy. Yeah." And I said, "Well, then the alpha." And he, he wanted to keep a female. He's like, I, "I may keep like what I what he thinks is the alpha." He said, mm -hmm. "But." I, you're going to get a nice dog. Mm -hmm. So, um, Jean, who had, she has a brother from a different, of the first litter. This is a, yes. a repeat, repeat breeding mm -hmm. of the first litter. And uh, she happened to be going to Massachusetts. Although Mike lives in uh, Maine, he winters in Georgia. So, basically, at eight weeks old, uh, Scoter got dropped off to us. So. Yep, yep. She is she's an awesome little animal. <laughs> Jeff is goo goo over this dog. Because she's nice. She she has a wonderful personality. I lovingly call her Hellion yeah. um, because, you know, if you're not watching her every two seconds, she is into something. And like Jeff says, it, retrievers are going to retrieve. They are. She retrieves everything. <laughs> she retrieves things that you don't want her to retrieve out of the laundry basket. It's, yeah, she's, mm, she's some work. You made me hold her today. A bet, an hour ago. <laughs> an hour ago. And... What did you do? Well, she lived in her baby teeth. I, I wanted to keep one. <laughs> so you have one now. <laughs> it was just dangling. It was dangling. So that is our dog history? To date. Yeah, to date. Uh, I'm really hoping, I don't want to force her, but I want to, I've been jokingly, no, not jokingly, because I, I mean it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, she's on the fast track or she will be on the fast track that I want to get I want by October for her to be a junior hunter so that next spring we can just hit it hard and and see what else you know move on to running blinds you know if she could run senior master at the same time that's great um, you don't have to run senior to be a master but if, if you you know if you get it if you have a mess sorry if you have a senior title you need one less pass so there's four four passes to be a junior hunter in AKC, four passes to be, if you have a junior title, four passes to be a senior hunter in AKC, and if you don't have a senior hunter, it takes you six passes in master. But if you do have senior hunter, it only takes five. So that's one of the reasons why I ran Coot when she was young in both mm -hmm. at the same time. Just saved me in theory should have saved me a test or at least a master yeah. test. I and say stretch it out. It's stretch, so much fun. I love going to those things. You do. You do. It's just the dogs. I love to watch the dogs. Well, we're going to have rye for you to handle. <sighs> Why do I say that to that dog? Rye? No, I was referring to Skoda. Well, I thought you were going to, no, you know, no, 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 no. hopefully we'll have rye doing back to the pile so we can run a, run a senior. Area you can, but but I think the, the way it's going to shake out is one of the last uh, juniors for Skoda. I, I don't, I'm not going to get you're there, right? Gonna, yeah. yeah, so you're yeah. going to have to do it on your own. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll have to have a meeting of the minds between now and then. Yeah, it's all good. Love, the Pit Boss Podcast, brought to you by Molly's Place Sporting Goods. I'm going to repeat myself and say this will happen every Monday for the ne at least the next 52 weeks, and hopefully we can throw an extra one in here and there. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to be, I want to call you the co-host. We host it together. You're the man, love. Uh, 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 I'm what? just, I'm just here for you to talk to someone <laughs> other than yourself. Uh, I do want to, and we're not going to do it today. But I want to get. I do really. As I look up and look around, I do want to 
dive deeply into truthfully more of like the thought process of what we're doing here mm-hmm. how the design of it and, and how it's I'm gonna say it's spun out of control because it hasn't. It's in control to a degree, yeah. but like how it got, how it's become much larger. And it has. Thank you very much, Chicky. Yeah, that's a story for another time. How, how did, was to, was this first podcast supposed to be all about dogs? How did that? The happen? first one. Yeah, today's no. this one. No, what do you what do you want? No, it just give me <laughs> it's some. Just one of our tangents, like. We were going to cover some other stuff, but here we are, an hour into so for, it. So, how about this? Coors with the R. Mm-hmm. You're from where? Australia. Yep. New South Wales? Well, right on the border, yep. New South Wales, Kingscliff. And often people have trouble understanding you? Occasionally. Mm. People aren't prepared, I think. It's more the issue. <laughs> I've been asked if I'm from New York, South Africa, London, I could see, I could see the South Africa possibly. Yeah, but being with you, I know, I know enough. It's not. No, or New Zealand. Yeah, not. Uh, I, I, you know, I think I can. The old Salisbury story of professor calls me up and he's talking to me and I got into it a little bit with him. Not when I got into it, when I'm. What, so, what are you talking about, Salisbury professor? Uh, it was with uh, some duck, some duck studies he wanted to do. Yes, and eventually I Samples. said, "Yeah." I yep. said, "Eventually I said, are you from the North Island or South Island?'" He's like, "How did you know?" I was like, "I know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "Everybody thinks I'm from Australia." Been there a few times. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi, hundred percent. What lead me? Well, we ha- me. what time are we at? We have plenty of time, love. What time are we at? W- 56 minutes. Good Lord. I talked for two hours. I know. You could. Um, no, I just was, I was wondering, you know, we talked about the dog, so you wanted to kind of do a little bit of here and now, like how we ended up here, right? I do. But I really want to. It's going to be in depth. Yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a tangent, but like basically the, the original the original concept was a rectangle that was a certain size and it just kind of <coughs> excuse me a certain size and then from there again it's not out of control but it definitely kind of like kept how about this it kept evolving right yes it did yeah it kept evolving yes, and um you know you know what i tell everybody these days i'm just i'm we just trying not to run out of money here that's all Oof. i'm trying to do just trying not to run out of money as I look up at the ceiling that has no metal. That's okay. That's yeah. right. Priorities, right? 100%. 100%. Uh, July 1st, I definitely forget about all this. I like, I, I, I need to kick in the, I need to kick in the carving. 100%. Yes, you do. We've yeah. got it on the calendar. I'll make sure you get into it. But in the meantime, we have this weekend, we've got the fishing seminar at Molly's. We do. Thank you very much, because you said you want to. Let me. I'm going to flip through a few pages, because I, I, I have tried to take notes and try to be a little more organized than what I have been in the past. And we are going to do, and you know what? Next time I need to have it be a, a <laughs> Tabs. little. Tabs? Yes, that's what I need. On your notebook. <laughs> yeah. I can't find it. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. It's Loose because leaf. there's still another oh. section there we go so i ha- we have each month and it's, it's an events calendar right yeah so the only thing that i have for june and it happens to be molly's related is on june 4th and june 25th well june 4th is already passed uh-huh. but june 25th is fishing seminar snakeheads on june 4th mm-hmm. at molly's and then uh, fishing basics 101 on the 25th but th- then in july we have down in no particular order uh okay so I have not organized these date-wise, but on the 16th of July is Molly's Rockfish. We call them Rockfish here on Chesapeake Bay, but Striped Bass. Everybody might know them better as Striped Bass. Mm, yum. Uh, migratory fish. Um, rockfish fishing seminar. Then that's 16th and uh, 21, 22, 23 is the World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama. Our very good friend Smitty's, Kevin Smith, Smitty's Beard Sauce is going to mm. be there. Uh, and then basically 28, 29, 28, 29, 30 on both two, two different events. Mm-hmm. Delta Waterfowl, Little Rock, Arkansas, 28, 29, 30. The Dive Bomb Squad Fest at St. Petersburg, Missouri is on 28, 29. And then on the 30th, back at Molly's, is Fishing Basics 101, a fishing seminar. So that's, that's June and July. 
And if you know of any, anybody knows of anything they would like us to, you know, talk about. Any events, upcoming we can, events. We can add it to the event calendar. Please let us know so, do so, no so, do so, whatever I'm trying to say. August 4, 5, and 6, 13, uh, there's a bunch of stuff in August. Um, and in October, November, it kind of thins out again a little bit, but... Yeah, because that's a good time of yeah, the it year. Kicks, kicks back in. We love, <sighs> which I I have to say, late. Yeah, like late August. No, late September. Almost the sky almost looks like today. Actually, a little bit bluer when there's no humidity, and then definitely Pretty. through October. That yep. is that's that is hands down my favorite time of the year. So. Yeah, what's with this? We were just talking about the haze that's down here. Yeah. So today. the other the other day, driving from Pintail to Peerless, I I even. I guess you were here. Yes. Did I call you or text you? I think you called me. I said, Karen. I said, it looks like, like I'm coming past the golf course. I said, it looks like there's a fire. Yeah. It was just really, really weird looking. We've had these east winds, northeast winds, for like the past 10 days, pushing two weeks. And Nick Cedar Swamp Gunning Decoys texted me today, a picture of the shop in Dover, where basically like he sees smoke. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, if like, you know, have you, you sent me the picture. Like, mm-hmm. have you heard these fires in Nova Scotia? So... Googled it real quick. You know, Geoff, PEI told us about it. But I Googled real quick, and I found this, you know, NOAA chart where, like, it shows where, like, the, the smoke basically is blowing from... It's kind of a wind stream, right? Yeah, kind of from, mm-hmm. from New, uh, New Brunswick. Sorry, Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, through New Brunswick, Maine, and then on down the coast. And mm-hmm. it actually shows our area couldn't has some effects from the from the smoke yeah yeah and uh but yeah but today i don't know looks it's cleared out yeah it has nice sure. yeah the humidity's left nice mm-hmm. and uh i think tonight if it does stay clear the moon was bright last night i think it's going to be be pretty bright tonight so nice nice definitely nice to get away from we're not in ocean city we were in berlin um uh ocean pines but it was pretty congested there was you know plenty of you know lights and all but over here yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of special for us. I, I will. I guess I'll miss the Buffalohead at the Pitboss yes. Refuge. That's probably about the only. Truthfully, if I, yeah, many things. Yeah, it's cool living on the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll miss seeing the Buffalohead. And Buffalohead because it was a Pitboss Refuge that we would throw corn out. Hundred percent. Right? Yep. 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 Corn, crack corn, threw it right at the canal. Water's about yeah, three, four feet deep, yeah. depending on the tide. And uh, and I liked uh, the the Buffalohead were given, but it was more of. What's the oddity that's going to show up? So yes, we, we always that had, was fun. We've always had. Remember the Golden Eye? I thought he was yes. in Buffalo for two for two seasons. <laughs> two right? seasons. Yep. yep, that was crazy. Yep, he showed up. The Golden Eye showed up with him. Basically, it was a you know juvenile, just a, a, a dirty bird. And by late March, April, you could see like Karen. That's mm-hmm. a Drake. You know. Yep. And the next year, maybe it wasn't the same bird, but I, I got to believe it yeah. was. Here's a really nice Drake Golden yeah. Eye shows up with the Buffalo. Yep. And he threw his head back. Like, that was his distinguishing feet. You well, know. Especially in the spring that year. Like, he's yes. trying to woo these Girls, 10 Buffalo yes. you know, running around with them. And that I guess was he crazy. either got shot coming, either figured out he wasn't a Buffalo then, mm. or the following year on the way the journey down. We don't want to think about that. No, no. <laughs> He was a good-looking bird. He, he been, was. Yeah, he would have been yeah. a three-year-old. He was, he was, he was two, year, two years old. He was a nice-looking drake. But, yeah, some of the years, the Pit Boss Refuge was much better. We just haven't had winter. But when it was cold, oh no, gosh. Man, this last year was crazy. There was one March. I believe it was possibly before you. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. That, like, 30, mostly drakes, redheads showed up there, like, mysteriously. Like, one morning I went down, opened the curtains up, like, Oh my goodness, man! Look, it's we're halfway close to the water that they would kind of, you know, they would they would bug out a little bit. They would definitely knew that you know we were we were that we were there. Yeah. Uh, the geese and the, and the mallard in the yard and the corn they didn't really care as deal. much, but definitely in the water they were 100 percent mm-hmm. wild. Uh, and they, but it was that was probably one of my coolest experiences. We had some scoter there, had a henwood duck that hung out for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had bluebill. Yep. We had uh, some camp. We had a canvas back to me, or just Cam- redhead. No, canvas back. We the uh, redbreast mergangers rolled through yes. quite a bit. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and those big old loons. Yeah, the loons. Really big yeah, loons. Uh, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. But the the year that was the best, and I was probably the most embarrassed, was when it it's, it was icy and it snowed, and I would just throw the corn out. There was like 150 ducks out back, and the the you'd have, you'd have to see where we're at, but the canal is 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 kind of narrow. And like I came home and like somebody spooked the, the, the ducks and here's like there's 150 bird <laughs> ducks that are like flying over a house that like we have a I don't know an eighth 
one eighth of an acre lot. That's how mm. big they are. So there's a lot of houses in a in a little area. I was actually kind of embarrassed. Like, oh my goodness, this is this is. It was, after, it was after the season, like you know, <laughs> but still, like it was a little embarrassing. Like, holy moly, everybody's got to know that because I'm throwing the corn out there on the ice, ice and snow that these things are hanging out. And, oh gosh, since then, I think some of our you know neighbors have adopted, you know, the practice because mm-hmm. yeah, they cheat on us. They don't always just come to us. They yeah. they do go to other houses. And then we get mad at the buffalo head. And then Karen says, shoot them all. No, I do not. Come on. Throw more corn at us. You're a killer. You are a stone cold killer. Hell no. You are. With? No, uh, you you shot your first black duck. Rob retrieved it. Yeah, it was with Chip. Just in PEI once yeah. a year. Yeah. I think yeah. you get. You I get, got frustrated last year, though. I was horrible. It is It is a little challenging. I, I sucked. Mm. I literally sucked. Mm. I couldn't shoot a bird to save myself. Love, we're done. We are? episode the revamped i can't call it episode number one because it's like it's pushing episode 70 if you if you really if you really follow through back um but yeah episode one of the revamped pit boss podcast brought to you by our good friends at molly's place sporty goods my mollys.com m-y-m-o-l-l-y-s.com and molly's is easily found on route 213 in kennedyville maryland on the famed upper eastern shore of maryland so that uh, we want to thank Dirty Duck Coffee. We want to thank Duck Blind Bistro. We want to thank Duckwater Boats. And not lastly, not leastly, lastly, last but least, not least. Help me, love, please. <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> last but not least. There. Thank you. Last but not least. Leastly. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been doing that with words. Oh, man. I did that Molly's Place ad. Uh-huh. And I, I get, I think Father's what I was, day. well, I think what I was, I was already ahead of myself where I thought an S should be on days. So I was like, father's days. Like it was like, it took me, you heard, you listened to it. How like, old are you? Too old. Uh-huh. Too old. <laughs> and last but not least, our good friends at Crabs to go. Yes, man. Now you got me thinking about single fry. And you know what I've been thinking about too? What? On Instagram. Out of New Jersey, I've been seeing somebody catching big 10, 10 to 15 count scallops. Oh, the scallops. Yep. I, you made me, before you said that, my head went into um, uh, tuna. Oh, tuna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some lightly seared tuna. Mm, yum. We've got to find somebody to get some fresh tuna. <sighs> crabs to go. Yeah, crabs to go. That's what we got to do. The uh, sushi grade, I think last time we got it, it was like, it was like 24 pounds, I think. I don't know, but it was really good. And we made our own sushi. We made our own sushi. We had to do that. That, was, that was fun. That was. That was, yep. that was fun. Yeah, we went to Amazon, got all the necessary equipment to roll them up. Really, you don't need it, but just saying. It was good. Is uh, is this one of, not our issues, but my issues where, like, we just, we, I, I'm saying we, I, I definitely ramble. I was, about, I was about to end, and, like, now we're talking about... Making sushi. Yeah, all tuna right. and sushi and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Molly's Place Sporting Goods, Dirty Duck Coffee, Duck Blind Bistro, Duckwater Boats, Crabs to Go, in no particular order. Guys, thank you very much for sponsoring the Pit Boss Podcast brought to you by, once again, Molly's Place Sporting Goods. We appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. And or any of the newly, well, newly, a bunch of them I've been on forever, but Amazon, the podcast platforms. So. Love. Until next episode, thank you very much. I love you. Love you, too. Boom. Cheers. Cheers to you, as always. Thinking of you, we are.